0: HALAND DUMBOOOOOOL! WHOOOOO! You'll be saying wow every time you use this towel. He's not a person at all. He's a towel. You're a towel. But in Vancouver, mainly it's all about towel power. Are you ready? <laughs> Hello everyone, welcome to a bonus special episode of Power of the Towel. I know you're not used to hearing me like this after a game. You're usually used to one Kyle Bowen, but Kyle Bowen couldn't make it tonight. He's in enemy territory in Calgary, so I've been tapped to host the post-game show for this network. Yes, the post-game show for the Nuxbiscotic Network, and we'll, we'll be brief, wasn't too much to like about this game if you're a Vancouver Canucks fan. We all knew Vegas, I think. If we all knew deep down before this series, we all knew Vegas was going to be a lot tougher than the St. Louis Blues to beat in a seven-game series. Vegas has always seemed to have the Canucks number throughout their existence, and it was tough, and it was a tough go tonight. Vegas comes at you in waves. They're big. They're fast. They've got four, I'd think, really good lines. And it was, it was tough sledding tonight, but that's the beauty of the playoffs. That is the beauty of the playoffs that you can put this type of loss behind you, focus on the next game, and come out with a better result. That's what the Vancouver Canucks have to do after this game. Burn the tape. They got clowned tonight. No doubt they got clowned tonight. But the Vancouver Canucks have to figure out a way to, to get, I would say, more shots from the middle of the ice. They found a way to do it in the St. Louis series. Can they do it against the Vegas Golden Knights? That's going to be the million-dollar question heading into game two. I can't think of one Vancouver Canuck that had a super standout game besides, besides, and Juan Ducella, and wasn't even that much a standout game. He had a very eventful game with Ryan Reeves. Canucks got shut out for nothing by the Vegas Golden Knights. Man, I don't even want to talk about it that much anymore. It's It was, it was just a depressing loss. One of those depressing playoff losses. There really isn't anything to draw a positive from other than it's just one game. It's just one game. I think the Canucks have a lot better game to play, especially on the offensive side. They only had one power play. Credit the Vegas they only had one power play tonight. They only gave up one power play. And the Canucks will go K on it. That has to be better. Not really Jake and Marksman's fault. But the Vancouver Canucks lost 4-0 to the Vegas Golden Knights. It's going to be a tough series. But I think the Canucks have that ability. Remember, remember after game four? Felt like the sky was falling. Felt like the Canucks were going to lose that series in six. They found an adjustment. In game five and game six. Might be a bit tougher because Ronald Leonard is not Jordan Bennington. But it's just, it's just one game. It's just one game, Vancouver. It's just one game. And as usual, we have a special guest to break down this game with us. It's Bic Nazar of SportsNet 650.
1: Just a minute. Don't hang up. Yellow. Yeah, You'll have to speak up. I'm wearing a towel.
0: All right. We now welcome on the Power of the Towel post game show, the special edition of the Power of the Towel podcast, very first post game show for Power of the Towel. It's Big Nazar from Sportsnet 650. Big, how's it going today?
1: Uh, I'm doing great. Uh, the Canucks, not so much.
0: <laughs> yeah. No. It, it was a tough. It was a tough game to watch, especially after that second period. You just got the sense that Canucks just kind of wanted to get get that game over with. Is, is this what the series is going to be like the rest of the way? Like, I know, I think before the series, most people would have said Vegas is obviously a lot, a lot not maybe not a lot better, but definitely better than St. Louis. They're a lot quicker. They've got three to four really good lines they can roll at you. Ca- calm the city down. Calm the people down. Is this going to? Is this what this entire series is going to be be like?
1: Well, generally, as a rule of thought, uh, I, I like to use a phrase of no team is as good as they look and no team is as bad as they look, right? You can have an off-night and recover, and you can have everything go right and fall back. And it feels like both teams hit their peak or their crevice tonight. Uh, so Canucks aren't this bad, and the Vegas Golden Knights aren't that good. Uh, they'll they'll slowly work their way towards the mill, But a lot of things went Vegas' way that are – tougher to correct for the vancouver canucks that's a big concern that they struggle to move uh now how high that execution exists always uh is is going to be interesting to watch and how quickly tyler myers gets back in this series if at all um he could help move in the puck but yeah there's real challenges the canucks to have to figure out here that uh, and quickly
0: so I keep coming back to the fact that, and I said this in the intro of this podcast, that it felt like the sky was falling when the St. Louis Blues tied it two-two. There was a sense around the city, and a few of my friends talked to me about it. That okay, well, this comes. St. Louis Blues are going to win this game series in six games, and the Canucks make that made those adjustments. Are you com- confident that the Canucks can make those adjustments heading into Game Two?
1: Yeah. Uh... Again, in what context? To win the series or make a competitive? I will, uh, yeah, I would like them to win the series. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah look, I, the formula is still the same. The formula is still going to be Jacob Markstrom performs well. Uh, they draw penalties and get on the power play. And they play at evens and, and break even, at least at even strength. The, like that's still the same formula. They're still the underdog. You still have to do all those things. Now, when you don't possess the puck for a very long time, it's hard to draw penalties. And when you're constantly hemmed in your own end, Jacob Marksman can only do so much. But if they start correcting how to get out of the zone, then all the other things start to happen. But today they really struggled. The puck support was – and full credit to Vegas, right? Like any guy that was supposed to be an outlet got crushed into the sideboards. The defenders you know, didn't communicate, and they had issues getting the puck to each other. Uh, that's a full credit to how Vegas four checks.
0: One guy who had a one player who had a really rough game was Alex Edler. I still think he's a serviceable NHL defenseman. It just feels like at this point in his career, going up against a team like Vegas that's super quick, super fast, he's going to get exposed out there, and especially with an injury like Tyler Myers, and we already know the lack of defensive depth with the Vancouver Canucks. Maybe he's playing a few too many minutes.
1: Yeah, I, I think because we come into this, what is this game eleven? Yeah, um, you would it sounds hope- about right. Yeah, you would hope that he's got fresh legs uh, and he's fully healthy, right? There's no reason to to think that he's worn down, right? Like he's a veteran player; he's a horse, man. He can play a lot of minutes. The bigger issue to me is he's not fleet of foot, right? Neither is Chris Neither is Troy Stecher. They're they're all mobile, but they're not fast. They're not explosive. They all can, you know, make a, a small amount of plays, but they're not queen hughes and right now or or, to be honest not even tyler myers skating uh to be honest i need more guys that are at that level that can you know play with acceleration play with pace and and get moving not even just passing the puck but beat a guy and then make a play
0: yeah and sorry can we just talk about ryan reese for a second like if you never watched a hockey game in your life tonight watch this game you would think ryan reese is the best player in the league and this guy had one shot on goal played 13 minutes and the broadcast is pumping his tires like he's the best player in the league. Like what? The, what? What was up with that? Like why? T- yeah. Ryan Reeves is a fourth liner. Let's not kid ourselves here. He's a good fourth he, liner, but he's a fourth liner.
1: He had a visual presence, uh, as you mentioned on the broadcast, but he didn't have a presence really on the ice as far as impacting how the Vegas Golden Knights won. Uh, he's getting, getting He's. Getting made into way too big of a story. I don't really understand it. I would assume part of the anger from Canucks fans is uh, you can't really get mad at the Canucks right now because they just came off that series, right? They just they just won the, the uh, beat the Stanley Cup champions. Uh, so there's all good feelings about them. No one really wants to get mad at Tyler Mod or Brandon Sutter or Jay Beagle. No one wants to do that. But you're angry. It's five nothing. You're angry, and you saw how those goals were scored. They were just the better team. So you can't get mad at the Vegas top six you got to get mad at someone. And it just feels like, oh, Ryan Reeves is going to be that guy just because he's got a history of being that tough guy. And then you think of the whole pregame incidents with Roussel, Lanner, and Reeves. The anger is just going to get directed there. And, and I think it's misguided. Just focus on yourselves. Focus what you can correct more so than Ryan Reeves. Because if you let Ryan Reeves into your head, you've already lost the series.
0: And that's where it's kind of – t- feeling like from a from a fan's perspective is Ryan Reeves is going to be that guy. It's going to be like Michael Furlan back in 2015. It's going to, sure. They're just going to mention him constantly on the broadcast. Sorry. What do you or think... Justin sorry, go Huffling
1: ahead. Back then, right? Oh, like, yeah. It's one of those situations.
0: Got, yeah. So, what do you think Roussel whispered to Reeves when he got his 10-minute uh, misconduct for, uh, for hugging him?
1: Are you interested in maple syrup? I don't <laughs> know. Like, it could be any number of... Uh, I, I get what he's... I get what the officials are trying to do, right? Like, you were warned. Basically, this is you stepping a boundary because of, of you, you know, violating our our rules that we, we set for you. Then we we we, gave, we we gave you a chance. We said to correct yourself, and you didn't go for it. I get what the officials are trying to do, but that's utterly ridiculous to give him a ten minute misconduct. Uh, what he whispered, I, I guess we'll have to see. Hopefully, someone shares it.
0: Yeah, and. I think, uh, yeah, I think it was just a reputation call. Like, they saw what Roussel was doing pre, pre-game, and they're like, okay, we got to we gotta stop this guy right now. We'll give him a 10-minute misconduct. So this third period that, let's be honest, at that point, even for nothing the game was over. They didn't want him running around, yeah. like, running his mouth, right?
1: Running his mouth or, you know, if, if you let one thing go, how many other things will other Canuck players try to do because of it, right? It, like, I get what the officials are trying to do. It's just ridiculous.
0: Mm. Okay, so these next few questions are from Kyle Bowne. He is not here tonight, but he is here in spirit. He wants to know, are you surprised how real these games are feeling in the bubble? No fans. They have the, you know, they're pumping in crowd noise. I assume for the broadcast, I don't think they're pumping up crowd noise in, in actually Edmonton. Are you surprised at how real these games are feeling?
1: Uh, I think a couple of months ago when you asked me the question, I thought, okay, I have my concerns. But when the English Premier League came back, like by game two, once the rust came off, those guys were really competing, and it just occurred to me, like, yeah, of course, elite competitive athletes are going to be intense about this. Uh, when you put stakes on the line, they will play to their ability, and they don't, you know, they don't necessarily need fans in the building to generate that atmosphere. So, once we saw these guys come back on the ice, I was not concerned. I figured it would be similar to this, and. You know, it's it's playoff hockey, man. Guys are still competing for a Stanley Cup. They want to win, and you'll see the the gamesmanship come out as we did last series, and we're seeing already in this series.
0: Yeah, I expect the games from now on to be even more intense as as players realize, you know, they're they're playing there for the Stanley Cup. Like I think once the finals get in here, and you see the Stanley Cup in the building, and you see, you know that you're that close, I think the players are gonna well, treat it like any other playoff game, right?
1: Especially this round now, right? Like last round we had like a 12 seed going against a one seed, basically. Chicago versus Vegas. And then you think Arizona and Colorado, right? It's teams that were very outmatched. Uh, Some of that intensity might have not been there. But now we're at the the last eight. It's real for everyone. So it makes a lot of sense why it's really intense.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay, he also wants to know... How is Justin Morissette doing? Friend of the show, Power of the Towel. How is he doing? Have you heard from him? Uh,
1: I, I've uh, just briefly exchanged text with him. Uh, as, as far as I know, out of surgery. Uh, we're we're hoping he's staying very strong. Of course, uh, that is a horrific incident that occurred. So our best wishes are with him. Uh, but my understanding is he's out of surgery and uh, doing so with a smile on his face.
0: Okay, we're all we're all pulling for a speedy and full recovery. For a friend of the show, Justin Morissette, his final question. Okay, this is Kyle Bounds' final question. What's your drink of choice for these unlimited post-game shows?
1: <laughs> uh, interesting. Uh, during the summer, I usually uh, have like an Arnold Palmer with maybe a little bit nice. uh, uh, of vodka in them. Uh, again, I'm not working the unlimited post-game shows. I'm at home, so I can uh, indulge in a beverage. But usually uh, late-night drinks, uh, yeah, like a, I'm, I'm very pro-refreshing beverages. Uh, during the summer. So, and Arnold Palmer was a big hit for me.
0: How relieved are you that you don't have to work these unlimited post game shows until like three in the morning? Well,
1: I did do one. So when there's an early game, so like a three thirty puck drop. Oh, okay. Uh, I I, I, I've i done that one during the last series. Uh, and so I was up till, I think we did one thirty. 30. Uh, and you know, look, they connect when people will keep calling and we love doing it. We are, uh, Obviously, the home of the Canucks, but we, we love doing it because people want to be engaged, and we're happy to be the conduit for that.
0: Have you been surprised at how many people are calling you, or did you did you think once once the once the playoffs start going, and once the once the once the fan base tastes a bit of success, people are going to start calling in? Did you say uh, did you expect staying up till 1.30 in the morning? Is what I'm asking.
1: Yes, I did. Uh, I just think the. Con- the one thing we know about Canucks fans is they're so passionate and you give them an opportunity to express themselves, they will take it. And that's kind of the fun part of this unlimited postgame show when we were, you know, putting together this return to play stuff. And we just thought if, if, if we're okay to do it, Canucks fans will support it. And uh, fans have absolutely done. So it's, it's been a lot of fun. I know, you know, talking with Walker and and sat, they've been thrilled to do them. Uh, And it's a, it's part of the relationship we like to build to, to engage with fans.
0: Awesome. big! Uh, thank you so much for doing this. And hopefully we can have you on. If the Canucks go on a bit further and me and Kyle can interview you as well. Not just me
1: for sure, man. Uh, anytime I'm happy to do.
0: All right. That was big. Nazar of sportsnet 650. Appreciate him coming on. And that is the post game show. The very first ever post game show for power of the towel. Yes, Power of the Towel. Not sipping on a 40. Forget sipping on a 40. This is Power of the Towel post-game show. This was a lot of fun to do by myself. I was surprised at how much fun I had doing this by myself. No offense to Kyle, but this was a lot of fun. And I hope you had fun listening to this show as well, the post-game show for Power of the Towel and the next Wisconsin Network. Once again, I am your host, Nick Bondi. Thanks for listening.